people want us to be real people want to connect with other real people they want to see who we are they want they want to know who we are they want to connect in real conversation and welcome to finding your spark again i am so glad you are back here with us today Today, we're going to talk to Claire Belmont, who helps spiritual and creative entrepreneurs with business and personal development. And we're going to talk about forgetting perfect because we're real. So forget perfect, be real. Welcome. Thank you, Donalyn. It's so lovely to be here with you. Yeah, my pleasure. I'm so glad you're here. And, uh, you know, Claire and I have known each other for a little while now. And so it's so great to get to bring you into this forum and sort of connect two parts of my world and, and really talk about being um, real, which for me is a lot about being present and not trying to people, please. <laughs> so I'd love to hear like, how do you relate to that topic and, and why does that come up for you? It's actually come up uh, quite a lot for me, particularly in recent weeks. But um, I've really been focused on exactly that, the authenticity. People want us to be real. People want to connect with other real people. They want to see who we are. They want, they want to know who we are. They want to connect in real conversation. And, and, and also, there's so much pressure in society, right, for us to turn up and be a certain way. And actually, that's just not necessary for us to be a certain way. We have to be who we are. We are unique beings. And actually, I really deeply believe that each of us does have a unique purpose here on the planet. And we do have a unique message to share. And there's some braveness in the vulnerability of, of sharing that message as well. Um, and I think that's what people appreciate, and particularly in my circles, working with, yeah, spiritual and creative entrepreneurs. I mean, we just want to do our thing out here, don't we? Mm, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, you're reminding me, I was talking to a client this morning, and uh, she she had handled a situation where normally there would be, you know, questioning about why are you not there? And what, what is going on? And right, there would be the, all this sort of layered professional guilt <laughs> that happens. It happens in our world, right? And she handled it in such a different way that the the person that she was, she had said that to called her up and said, I have never had anyone treat me this nicely in business. And that's part of who she is, right? We don't think of that as sort of part of your brand, right? Because that's just the out front bit, but that's just who she is. It's just literally how she thought of it. And so she said, hey, you know, this is this is how life is and and I'm okay with this. Let's keep talking and all of the things that you need to do in business. But um, such an interesting shift that happens when we just show up and say what's really going on. Oh, exactly. Because that, I mean, this is where the intimacy and real relationship comes from as well, because we're, we're just out here being real with each other and honest and showing up as we are and having these real conversations and therefore deepening our relationships, because we're not going to do that unless we can meet at some level of vulnerability, I guess. that That's another thing that does seem to be coming up 
for me a lot is is people so it's a bravery isn't there in in being vulnerable and and it it takes a lot often like you say our brand is my shiny face this is my brand and this is how i present to the world but it's no good if you're kind of being someone else totally different behind the closed door we can feel that can't we we're we're sensitive beings and whether it's business or personal i really don't see any separation in that especially for entrepreneurs and business owners yeah i think you're right because we we are the brand right we're out here doing whatever it is we're doing that creativity that we that we have it's like i'm i'm the thing <laughs> i'm it um so it's a really tricky line between uh, professionalism, being unprofessional, and being real and authentic, and also uh, sort of unloading on people who are not your best friend, and then finding that you made a bunch of videos about something that you wish certain people didn't know about you, right? So that that uh, sense of like, well, this is what they used to say in the olden days, share your scars, not your wounds, right? So what is that vulnerability? What does it look like between me and my best friend or me and my clients or my audience or right people who haven't been vulnerable with me yet, right? So there's no exchange. Yeah, that's a good one. And I've learned a lot over the years around, I mean, around, yeah, self-regulation. So I think that that's where it comes into it for us as professionals, right? Like we know that we have an element of self-regulation. So I'm not going to come to you with a whole load of anxiety and a whole load of stuff going on and just kind of dump all of that on you. It's whereas I might with my best friend, you know. (laughs) it's kind yes. of a different yes. there's different levels and layers to it isn't there um mm. in terms of emotion i mean it's all rooted in emotion really and it does come down to how we can regulate ourselves and how we can take care of ourselves first and i know that you mm. do an awful lot of work around and talk around that as well it's um is first knowing how to regulate ourselves and then mm. And then talking to others about that, then sharing our lived experience on, okay, what tools did I use? I know you're a fan of the the breath work and and the grounding and and all of those amazing things. And and yeah, me too, connecting to nature and all of those practices. I'm, I'm very, very dedicated to my daily practices. And it's those daily practices that keep me regulated so that I don't have these moments of, um, I do have moments of overwhelm. I'm human, of course I do. But I can, I don't, oh, you know, explode. Like, that. you know, when you get to that certain stage back in the day where it's kind of my emotions are up here and I just can't take any more and one more thing. It just doesn't really get there for me now because I feel it coming inside. And when I feel it coming inside, then I know I need to whoop, just come and take some breaths or go and get barefoot outside or whatever it is that I need to do. So I'm not projecting. Yeah. That's part of that. I, uh, you, you're tying it together beautifully that that's part of the relationship of being real all the way along too. Right. It's like, if you're aware, which is 
what a lot of those practices do for us. They raise our awareness so that we know what's happening before we're in the explosion. Um, and before we're telling everybody what we really think of them, right? We said it this, you know, uh, 10 days earlier when we, when we felt it, we said it in a kind and gentle way. I remember there was a moment in my spiritual growth, which I, ha I haven't thought about in a long time where, uh, I, was I was a very angry young person. I was a very angry young person. Um, in fact, it, it always cracks me up to kind of connect back to people who are um, uh, from that time in my life because I'm like, <laughs> me that doing this? <laughs> um, and uh, but but what I learned, and I think that's a lot of it is like you learn because you were really bad at it and then you spend 20 or more years studying it, you know, figuring it out. Um, uh, but what I learned about being angry is that I, I kept trying to manage the moment of, uh, of anger and that that moment is really hard to manage. I mean, of course, there are ways to sort of not create complete devastation in your life and things like that. But that is not, should not be the goal, right? Because the anger had a precursor and the frustration that was probably the precursor had a precursor. And that precursor, when you go back far enough, was simply an opinion or a need or uh, a way of thinking that you'd like to have heard in the conversation. And when we go all the way back in there, and then we're real. That's, for me, that's where the being real part is, you know. Then it's a whole different conversation. And, and the relationships change drastically because you don't, you can be kind throughout it. Yeah, quite. And I, I learned as well that, in actual fact, just, just talking about anger, that you can also be angry and kind. And, and, and in some ways, I think it's really important to honour. I mean, we've got to honour those feelings, right? So it's not like we don't have to never get angry, because of course we do. And actually, I have an anger playlist that if I feel anger rising, 20-minute playlist goes on. I don't allow myself any more than 20 minutes, but 20 minutes, and most of it is kind of shouty and just want to... And I'll give myself 20 minutes of that and let it come through. But then I'm moving on. And there may still be some, and this has happened, happened for me quite recently, that there was still some residual anger. And I'm thinking, okay, this is something that needs to be expressed. It's a situation with another person that, yeah, did really trigger me. Even with my anger playlist, there's still something that needs to be expressed. So, okay, I'm going to express this. But because I'd already kind of danced it out and thumped a pillow several times and all of these things, I was able to just use that fire in my belly and that, that anger as a bit of fuel, like a bit of rocket fuel, to give me the strength to actually open my throat and say the thing. But it, say it mm. in a way, in, with kindness and with love. Look, this, this whole situation mm. has made me feel this way and, and, and mm. allow it to come out. You know, and I, th I think there's again, that's that's the self-regulation piece, isn't it? Is is knowing how mm. to deal with the anger <laughs> now. Years ago, I did not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
that it's a it's an interesting thing because what you're talking about is moving energy right so energy built up in your body and you moved it out you took your 20 minutes and danced and thumped and did all the things Mm -hmm. and then and then we're able to again raise your awareness right and say hey is there something here that is practical that i need to deal with yes or is there something here that's just completely off going on in my right what is the thing that is uh is going on here and when i think about that in relationship to how we talk about joy right so joy is such an important piece of our desire to be on the planet and you know cultivating happiness throughout our lives is so important to just being able to have fun and play and not lose your childhood friend who's still in there who's who is the creative kind playful one right and and certainly for entrepreneurs it's it's the difference between having a career and not having a career right (laughs) so being angry and finding really productive easy kind ways to manage your own self right? To, to honor yourself and be kind to yourself about it, where you, you have a space for yourself to feel and, and be with that. And also to then bring that into your relationships is a, is a way that we look at realness quite often. Yes, yes. And I think that, that that pathway that we're going on when we're kind with ourselves and then kind with the other person who mm. often that's what we need to do is make an adjustment in some relationship yeah. that that can give way to such a beautiful moment that maybe that moment or it may be that you just made it through that moment with that person <laughs> and then and then to you know that night at dinner with your loved ones, you said, oh, this was uh, right. And so now you're in a new place and you have something different to give. And so yeah. I wonder how does that play out for, for you or for your clients? Yeah. I mean, well, we see it every day where it's very simple. I think, I think we tend to overcomplicate things because we're genius. This is, this is the thing we forget that as entrepreneurs, we are creative genius, right? And we need to exercise that. And so it plays out for all of us. And I think it just boils down to simplicity of being able to take a step back, get the what get the broader perspective or the grounded perspective to become aware of where I'm at, how am I feeling, question myself, because it's always like it's, it's our universe, isn't it? The universe in here, the, the, that's where it starts and ends. And so always bringing it back to question ourselves, becoming aware of it. And then it transmutes. I really believe that by bringing it into awareness, we're transmuting it. We, we are shifting the energy. We are playing with our energy. It's, it's, it's all energy and energetic work, isn't it? And yeah, that's totally my lived experience and, and also why I'm so passionate about these daily rituals and practices and having something to an anchor to come back to the breath or the water or a morning whatever it might be a morning walk being out in nature all of those yummy things that do keep us grounded and self-aware and I think through 
over years. I mean, it takes it takes time as well, right? So we do need to remember to be kind with ourselves. No one's becoming an enlightened Buddha overnight it, it, or ever, actually, because it's a journey. So it takes time. And I think patience and kindness with ourselves and stripping it back to the simplicity of that, of coming out of the head and into the heart and being patient and kind with ourselves first, then that has that ripple effect on everybody around us because once our own nervous system is in a decent enough place where I can communicate from the heart with compassion and I'm not in this kind of head spin of you did this and you did, you know, I'm not in any kind of blame or judgment. I'm. It's a big practice for me to drop out of my head and into my heart because I can live in my head. I'm sure we all can. That I can really be in the dream world and and really attached to the fantasy, and actually that's very different to my reality. And then I end up very disappointed by life because I have this big dream going on that that is very different to how it actually is in front of me. So that's why also the grounding is is really important. So this is something that I work on with yeah clients as well. Is is the daily practice and the self awareness and coming back to myself and regulating myself to to then transmute these whether it's anger frustration whatever it is to transmute it completely into yeah essentially joy and happiness it's it's possible we know it's possible because that's our lived experience right doesn't mean to say that we're never irritated frustrated angry because there's a whole spectrum of emotions out here that we need to experience every day but it's possible to hit the heights as well and transmute the, the the anger into yeah into joy why not why not if we're the creators of our own life <laughs> yeah yeah so I love that so you're you're talking about um this routine this daily experience really brings to mind how we create what I call a set point actually I love my map analogy for emotions and so in that analogy it would be your hometown right where do you live most of the time and even in those moments where you don't really realize that you live there right what does your neighborhood look like and um and that kind of set point or hometown that you kind of always go back to that's what you reset with repetition and that's where that repetition comes in, right? So we have breathing practices, we have energetic practices, we have all these things that bring us back to spirit, bring us back to our bodies. I, I adore the moment. I didn't at the time, uh, but I really love going back to this moment where I finally got that I didn't have to escape my body to feel the spiritual lightness, that I really had to lean into my body, that my body was part of this mechanism and experience and that denying it, right, was really a problem in terms of being able to know where I am spiritually, uh, emotionally, mentally, certainly in terms of creativity and the ability to be productive, you know, all of those things. So, I love that you're bringing in this kind of repetitive process that we we do 
we, whether that's, you know, three times a week at yoga for you, or whether that's 16 times a day, a specific breathing mm -hmm. practice that you do. Right. So yeah. it can look like whatever it works for you, mm -hmm. but that set point determines the sort of what is, what is real for you? What is, what yeah. is real? Yeah. Right. That's, that becomes the real. Yeah, it does. And it also, it also really trains your focus, right? Because if how you do one thing is how you do everything, and if you can bring yourself back every day, three times a day to do the thing, or even every morning, do the thing, or three times a week, whatever the, whatever the thing is, it could be anything. You can turn anything into a ritual. But if you're really focused on being purely present with that one thing at the same time every day or every week, and you're making it into a ritual, then you're really training your brain to be dedicated, focused. You're coming back to being fully present with this one thing. And, and that's why ritual is, is so important. This is why our grandmothers did rituals, right? This is why through time, sages and, and seekers and seers and whatever we want to call them, all these great, amazing avatars that have gone before us, they were steeped in ritual and ceremony. That's what ritual and ceremony is about, is is being present and, and like you were saying, connecting to spirit while in the body. That's also mm. such a key thing. We mm. don't have to be sat escaping, transcending, which is also beautiful and has its place. Of course, we know that. But also we're spiritual beings in the body and we're given this magnificent body to experience being human. So really bringing that, that's why I bring ritual and ceremony into every day every day every week every month with the moon all of all of those yeah. things yeah so important yeah that really does bring it into how do we how are we real right because we're connected so we can be real and and not sort of be unconnected so not real just whoever you need me to be in this conversation and whoever you need me to be in that conversation uh, and I'm dancing as fast as I can, but nothing about it can can be real because there's no awareness. There's no bringing it back to you. So I love that you bring that in. I also you reminded me of the the how I really view joy and happiness uh, because a lot of times people will ask me, "Oh, you're a joy coach, so you want to prioritize joy, and so all the other emotions." be gone. Uh, <laughs> and for me, that is absolutely not the process, right? The process really is about speed. It's about how fast do I get back from wherever I just went to where I, where I want to be, to a happiness state, to a imbalance state, right? And so we were talking before we turned the, the camera on and the audio on uh, about how there was a time where I went through a great loss and it, it knocks you, you know, it knocks you to your knees. And uh, there's no, there's, you're not going to happy yourself out of that, right? But you do have moments of relief and those moments of relief make it so that we can come back from those dark emotions, those deep, difficult emotions. 
And we experience those emotions every day in our, right? It doesn't have to be from a great loss. It can be, I mean, that can can be a, a very long process, right? But the speed to get back from a bad conversation with a client or a, uh, a potential client or a work relationship that you're having, those things, they can take you out for hours if yeah. you don't do the work, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, it's a choice. Like that's quite a difficult thing for, for people to grasp. And it was a difficult thing for me to grasp when I first heard that years ago, that happiness is a choice. And I'm like, meh, but I didn't, you know, you kind of hear that I didn't choose to be in this situation. And well, it, it is a choice because like you say, we're going to go, we, stuff happens, right? Stuff happens in life. And it's going to happen anyway. And it's how we deal with it is our choice. And yes, stuff's going to happen. And yes, we're going to feel crap about it if it's a crap thing that's happened. But you bring up a brilliant point about the speed. Like I've noticed, and I don't know about you, but the further down this journey that I go, the quicker I'm able to turn it around. And it doesn't mean to say that I'm not going to be upset, angry, any of those things, but I'm not like it for long. And I very, very rarely mm. let it affect others around me. And that, mm. and again, that's through these practices and through these self-regulation practices that we can actually choose not to be. And there might even be a day where we might choose it. I might choose to wallow. I might, I might actually just choose to wallow for a bit and have a bit of a pity party and give myself permission for that and eat chocolate under a blanket and sulk. And that's my choice. <laughs> but I know there comes a point where I have to mother myself out of it and kind of say, oh, you know, come on, love. Come on. Come on, love. Let's get up now. Let's get up. Get changed. Go for a walk. Change the scenery. Do whatever needs to be done. Self-parenting to get myself out of that. And I think that can only come with experience, can't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that. That really is part of being real, isn't it? It's the, it's totally. the, you know, allowing yourself to be whatever you want to be in that moment, and to be kind to yourself about it instead of like, oh, I shouldn't have wasted that whole day under those blankets eating chocolate. I think I'd like to just eat the chocolate. And forget about the blankets. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat blankets. Um, we do in the UK. No. <laughs> I don't even need depression. I'll just go for the happy <laughs> chocolate. Great, great. Yeah, I'm in for that too. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, so let's talk a little bit, because I know you have experience with those moments when entrepreneurs don't decide that it's okay to be, it's safe to be vulnerable to the level that you've you've taken care of yourself and now you need to open up to other people in a very specific way. When people turn away from that and they say, no, no, I know how to manage this thing. I'm going to manage my way out of it. What What happens there? I mean, everybody's different, aren't they? Everybody is different with it. And, and, and if somebody... If somebody's just not willing to go there, they're just not willing to go there, you know. And for us, that that is tricky because <laughs> we're leading the horse to water, but we can only keep leading the horse to water. That's all. That's all we can do, and we can only keep regulating ourselves. So I can only keep 
regulating myself. I can only keep my daily practices going. I can only share from where I'm at and being real and saying, well, this is what I do and this works for me. And I attract like-minded people. That's just who I work with um, because it's my lived experience and I can be real with them and they can hopefully be real with me. And yeah, it does take time for, for relationships to form and trust to build and, and all of these things. And I think through being authentic, that is how it builds. But if someone really doesn't want to go there, then there's got to be just like this level of acceptance around that. What more can we do? I mean, I certainly know from the past of desperately wanting to change people and knowing this would work for you. I know this would work for you because this is a brilliant thing to do and it worked for me, but not necessarily. And I think it's it, part of our job is, is I find a challenge is 100% really now accepting the other person just as they are just as they are without wanting to change them or without needing to project all the good things that I know over the years that, for example, I'm working with a 20-something-year-old who won't hear anything, who can't tell him anything. But he's so bright and switched on and, and all of these things. And all I can do is share my experience and what lands will land and what doesn't. It's okay. Might land in another 20 years. You never know. Yeah, that's right. And also it might, it might land as he sees um, those symptoms come up, right? Those symptoms of when we've got a, a death grip on our, on our experience and we're just trying to drive the boat in the direction it wants to go. What happens is we end up exhausted at the end of the day. We, we end up with sayings on the walls that say things like, you know, the wine is the only reason I'm here or something. I can't remember all those sayings, but you know what I mean, right? So it's like, if you're looking forward to that glass of wine because you cannot wait to get rid of these people, that's a real indicator that something is going on for you that is about not showing up in an authentic way. Same thing with exhaustion, right? It doesn't have to be wine. It could be chocolate. <laughs> Um, uh, it could be uh, whatever it is that you are grabbing onto, because that sensation of that grabbing on—that's the—that's the key there, right? Doesn't matter what it is. It could be your your nightly run that you're doing yeah. that with. Doesn't yeah. even have to be unhealthy. Yeah. But um, but and, and that same thing is true of exhaustion, right? We get done with the end of a day. This is when. I see in my clients, they go, oh, I have a new awareness is when they get done with an end of a day and they say, I am exhausted. I had to sleep 28 hours after that day or whatever, right? Um, and, and that's a real indicator. And if you take it as your body speaking to you, mm. then you can get back into that, that regulation you talk so much about there that you can find your way back to, oh, there's something here that needs my attention. Okay. And it could be small. It could be very small, but it, uh, what, what is the, the grain of sand makes the, the pearl, right? It's like, it could be that grain of sand. That's really, really, really irritating. And then if you turn and become aware of it, then you can turn that into your pearl. Right. But if you don't, you just get exhausted again tomorrow. 
Yeah, and it just becomes it just becomes a pattern, and then that just you can't sustain it, can you? It, it just it's not sustainable. We know that we meet so many people through our work and probably personal lives as well. Let's talk a little bit about earthing and how mm. what that does for us. Yeah, uh, it, it's just it's essential, and I can't I I can't believe that we're not taught these things that are so simple of getting bare feet in the ground to connect us to the frequency of the earth or, or, or actually the currents. So the planet has a current that runs through it, right? Because the planet has a body, like we have a physical body. The planet has a physical body that has an electromagnetic frequency and current running through it. And that frequency is our natural state and our natural frequency. And by putting our bare feet on the earth or connecting to nature in certain ways even by touching trees is a, is another way of becoming really grounded then we're meeting the earth's frequency and our nervous system gets the chance to ooh, just come into that equilibrium that that homeostasis that we just search for and search for by external influences like you were, you were talking about we, we search for for all of these ways to calm us down and pills to take and teas to drink and and all of those things and i'm sure they all have a place um but the simplicity of, of earthing and grounding and you can get grounding mats as well which is as simple as a copper infused um sheet that, that you can lie on and there's many other ways of of connecting wearing um wearing natural fibers so cotton hemp bamboo those kinds of things um but yeah it's it's a topic I, I am really passionate about it and I and I I incorporate it with everything that I do I get out barefoot on the grass twice a day um I try and wear natural I only wear woolen socks and and i've got a couple of natural rubber um and and hemp um like shoes or wellies so we're not disconnected from the earth um and, and that's what's happened to us we're disconnected from the earth by concrete by an inch of rubber under our feet and 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 all of the external stimuli all of the electromagnetic frequencies of electric pylons of of all the different levels of radiation that are thrown at us through pollution. That's the frequency that we're dealing at and why we kind of hit this feeling wired because we're disconnected. Yeah. So interesting. Well, uh, I uh, really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today and uh, giving us some practical tools. Take your shoes off, go outside, and then it's easier to have awareness to tap into that realness. Um, and uh, I'd love to, uh, to hear what you've got going on for our listeners. Yes, so I also run um, with three other coaches, a collective for women. Um, female entrepreneurs um, and uh, that information about that is available on my website um, and I work one-to-one -one with clients creative and spiritual entrepreneurs as well and that looks different for all of my clients um, and yeah I just I love the work that I do and yeah thank you so much for having me here Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And of course, we will uh, link that everywhere. So whatever platform you are on, you should be able to 
go right there and get Claire's uh, link to her website. I also want to remind everybody that uh, there is, I do have a group program coming up. And so please go to my website and check that out. It's at donnalyn.blog. And in that, we really explore joyous ease and flow. So it's a longer term program. So you have all of the support. And when you find yourself in those uh, you know, moments of frustration and exhaustion and all the things we've talked about today that you really have a forum, a way to connect to other people who are also working through these tools to find joyous ease and flow in life. See you next time.